Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic favor, just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I am the only twink who can save a culture in crisis today. Uh, joining me is the host of one of my absolute favorite podcast style, Dan. It's Dan Allegretto. Hey. What a joy to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm good. What's going to happen when you're not a twink anymore? You're going to have to like change the name of the pod. So like, I think when do you I'm, think that'll be? I think I may have technically aged out of it. Like I just turned 27 a few weeks ago and I feel like that's the medical cutoff. Yeah. I noticed that like people like, especially twink, putting their age in their bio after 26. I've like noticed this specifically. That's like fraudulent behavior to me. I, I feel like you <laughs> absolutely must. Just like if you're 27, own it. Like a lot of cool people have been 27 and will be 27. Like, I don't know. The, like gay aging in general is just like such a fraught process to some. But yeah. Today has been like a huge day for like aging twinks being absolutely crazy online. I feel like not to get like too into the weeds with the politics, but it was like a banner day for twink idiots just like tweeting about absolutely whatever the fuck oh about the supreme court overturning mm -hmm. like roe versus wade yeah. yeah it's been a rough day on the timeline mm -hmm. pretty rough. rough day on the timeline i couldn't I get enough of it but i really was just like what am i doing here i mean this week in general has been crazy for the culture between that the beyonce release the, the cigarette Housewives. stuff too oh Come yeah on. i forgot about the cigarette stuff i mean that that got lost in the shuffle i feel like you try to get some jewel crackle on the pod This podcast has been yeah. missing an ASMR element for a long time, and I'm glad you're, like, bringing it today. Yeah, it just, well, I, it, I only jewel when I record podcasts inside, so they typically last me, like, a while, so I don't So you'll know. have, like, the stockpile. I, like, there has been a run on Jewel's places, though. Like, I saw a bunch of kids um, coming out of the gas station next door to my house, like, with, like, sacks full of them yesterday. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know. I get there's going to be like a black market for it. I bet. I just feel like every deli that I go to is just going to keep selling them forever. Yeah, or they're going to have I'm like, like not some really sort worried. of weird knockoff like that. Um. Yeah. Whatever uh, Delta Eight, whatever it's called, like the like weed alternative or whatever that you can buy at the gas station. Technically, like. Oh, I don't know. They're about gonna that. figure that out. I'm sure we have it's something like K two, right? Because K two, I think, resembles weed, but it makes you like go absolutely insane. Is yeah, or is it like what's like kratom, kratom? I don't kratom, know. Kratom, yeah, I don't know. I've uh, I've heard people. Well, there's like kratom bars in New York, but yeah, it's like extremely like it's very highly addictive. And it's not really like FDA research. I'm surprised that they're even allowed to sell kratom that's anywhere. Let alone have like establishments <laughs> you can like sit down and. Yeah, um, that's that seems unwise. Like, I don't know. I just fraught week. I feel really bad. I mean, for literally everyone, this was an upsetting day. I mean, and poor Jimmy yeah, Slade, Marcel, the show with shoes on. The release got completely overshadowed by all this bad news. What a what a sad day for Jenny Slate. Oh, I didn't know that came out today. I was just um, I was just texting with early because I watched his him and Kate Blanche special twice oh, yeah. today, which came out. It's so funny. I genuinely love it so much. It's like yeah, that's really on my weekend, but to do list. Like, I mean, I just I love both of them so much. Like. I feel like every six months, someone research it just is like, we are all like John Early and Kate Berlant's children. And I kind of have to agree. Like, that, just like that oh, humor that they totally. said, like, completely like shifted. Like, shifted you can get everything. popular on like TikTok if you just have like kind of one facet of like one of their characters, and then you can get like roles in like TV shows. Mm hmm. I won't name any names. We shan't here, but I... Maybe rhymes <laughs> with Fagin Falter? <laughs> I, I was just watching a certain comedian who whose name rhymes with that, and it, um, 
a Muna music video. Are you like into Muna by any chance? I see the name on Twitter. I don't know who it is. I'm a little too old. I don't listen to like new music. I, yeah. I only listen to like right now, like Post Malone and like podcasts and Lana yeah. Del Rey. Well, three great things. I did not yeah. like the new Post Malone album though. What? Well, I don't know. I mean, it was just like kind of a. I like the last one so much that this one felt a little too like more the same for me. I kind of never listened to his music before, but I liked um, the song Circles, obviously, and then the Who yeah. and the Blowfish cover he has on the Pokemon soundtrack. Yeah. Like, brings tears to my eyes. It's so good. <laughs> He's just, like, a genuinely, like, funny, genial dude. Like, I like him as a celebrity, I think, generally more than I like his music. But, like, the music's usually pretty good. I just thought this album was kind of, like, B-sides for the last one. Okay, I'll have to listen to the last one. I just thought it yeah. felt, like, very simple and pared down and, like, timeless and not so, uh, yeah. you know, irritating. Well, he, he does that, like, um... I mean, he's mixing, like, alt-rock and rap, essentially, in a way that, like, that combo sounds so annoying on paper, but when you listen to it, it's like, oh, yeah, like, this is, like, there's not too much of any genre in this that, like, it, yeah, it is timeless. Like, it kind of, like, sits in a lot of different spaces. Yeah, and his vocals really soar on this album. I know. I gotta say, they're soaring. <laughs> he is a vocalist. Like, I saw that he he's moved to, like, Utah, and he has a kid now, and he's, like, in his like trad his trad era essentially i kind of like that for him though yeah i've heard he's like paired or like um he's not drinking as much yeah it's i've always like, told myself when post alone stops drinking that i will too but i still got a few more days <laughs> <laughs> okay so i we're gonna do things a little differently on today's episode because our central topic is so like chock a block of stuff to talk about that we will not be playing go call the governor today but we are here to <laughs> <That>. talk <laughs> yeah thank god right um, a game no one knows how to play after 70 episodes um i don't like to call my you know legislators senators it seems like someone else should do that yeah especially being myself <laughs> we've done enough like we've we've voted we've marched we we are taking too much proactive measures to get the yeah. governor involved today but i, I don't really do any of that but God bless everyone. God bless everyone in yeah. this beautiful process we have in America. Um, but we are here to talk about its own. I mean, it. this was really just like a big week because Housewives Girls Trip 2 dropped. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Yep. And you had a very special experience with that that I would like you to describe to the listeners. Yeah, I got invited to the um, premiere party at the Bowery Hotel on Tuesday night. Like, I wasn't invited. My friend was, uh, Nomi Fry. She's a writer for The New Yorker. Um, I was her plus one. And mm -hmm. she got COVID, like, the day before I was supposed to go. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to just fly solo. Like, I have to go. And she's like, you can invite a guest, like, bring a friend with you. But I was, like, so paranoid about, like, the security measures, which I assumed would be very high for this kind of thing. And like, I don't go to these kind of events. Mm -hmm. it, it was at 7 PM. I'm like, it's kind of early. Like, I don't really know what's going to happen. Who's going to be there, what to wear. Yeah. So I just, I'm like, you know, I don't look like I'm trying too hard. And I, I look like a fucking slob. Everyone's dressed up like they're like a fucking wedding, like straight up. It looked like a wedding. Well, it is like all those Bravo events and Bravo parties are like, Every PR gay in New York is there in like Paul Smith suits and like white sneakers. And that's just, that's the kind of attire that like is the baseline, I feel like. Yeah, I have no idea where these gay guys buy their clothes from. Like, I can't even, like, yeah. it's not even like, it's not even like Topshop else. Um, it's it's like almost the equivalent of those stores in like the fashion district in Midtown where like you see like prom dresses, but it's like for <laughs> middle aged gay guys. Botox. Jessica McClintock for men. <laughs> like a I saw like a gold lame blazer with like sequins, and I was Ooh. like, wait, okay. I mean, work honestly. I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm just like I'm wearing a flannel with like holes in it and like cut off shorts and like yeah. <laughs> socks and sandals. I look like shit. Um. But so what is, did you get like the red carpet experience or like what was, what was the kind of setup here? So you kind of walk um, as soon as you enter like the side end of the hotel, you like walk up a flight of stairs. And then you're 
you have to walk like a metal detector and like your bag checked and like your vaccine status looked at. I was like, this yeah. is, cr-. I'm like, how did Vicky get in? Um, <laughs> yeah, <good> <laughs> um, and then there's kind of like these two, there were like two, um, there maybe even three walls. No, there were two like gray walls, like the, you know, and they were interviewing like the cast on different sides of the wall. Um, and the area was kind of like roped off just for like the cast. And you kind of watch it from this bar. Because it's like mm-hmm. on a corner and there's like glass everywhere, like glass doors. It's very cute, old timey kind of, you know, the Bowery yeah. Hotel. You can Google it, whatever. Um, so I get there like kind of right on time and I'm just watching all this happen. Um, and then there's like another room that was closed off and there was like a screening, but I was not invited to the screening, I guess. So mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, it's an open bar. And so I'm just kind of drinking, watching the housewives walk in, walk by, like the bright lights, the interviewers, all that. Um, trying to look for a familiar face. They felt really uncomfortable. I'm just like, this event is like psychotic. You know, everyone yeah. seemed to have like a job to do there and they weren't just there to like have fun. Um, and I should have expected that more, I guess. Um, everyone's like, okay, like everyone's like a handler for someone, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know how my friend got invited because she's part of this world. That no, she wasn't writing I mean, about I the know event. Her, write- her writing pretty well. Like, she's a very like dignified person. <laughs> like, this mm-hmm. is very, uh, She's like mad cool though. Um, yeah. Uh, it was strange. Then eventually they kind of open up the doors, and another room opens up, and there's like staged photo ops. Okay. Like you know, you could sit at like a table like spaghetti and wine for some reason, and right. Um, get your picture taken. I didn't do any of that. Um, but I saw all the women. It was the, the people that were there. It was Taylor Armstrong, Phaedra, Brandy, mm-hmm. Vicky, Tamara. And Dorinda. Okay. So most of them. So Eva was not there. Eva was not there. Um, oh, Jill Zarin was there. Jill Zarin was oh, there. Oh, she was? Okay, good. So she was wearing this, like, mylar, like, dark, kind of red, purpley dress with, like, humongous puffy sleeves. Yeah. It was crazy for her. It seemed pretty out there. No, but, she... Um, she is such like a Lily Pulitzer girl, usually. Like, anytime she does a big swing like that, it's it's shocking like she she really just she is like the most like new york mom housewife of any of the rowing housewives that's ever been on they need like a super neurotic jewish woman and i love her being on the show i do too i was i mean i don't know if you want to like get into the actual show proper yet but like i was kind of surprised how in the background jill was in these three episodes that dropped yesterday I think it's because she's not like a deranged alcoholic. You know what? And that's probably. Well, I think we can get that. We could. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of any more things to say about the party. Yeah. Everyone was very put together. I was the only person. I was juuling for a second because I'm like, well. Yeah. I didn't even see a single person juuling on the humongous outdoor patio. And then eventually I just have a few drinks. And I start smoking like a real cigarette. I'm like, no one's doing. Like, how am I the only person? There's like yeah, that's a few hundred people me. here. There's like Especially, probably 200 people. And, and were you like did you get the opportunity to like interface with the housewives where like they mingling with people or was it just kind of like cloistered away a little after they kind of did their like little step and repeat like interviews with like e-news or whatever they kind of had this sort of vip area that you could walk up to but there are a lot of people like surrounding them and i just felt like i mean i had nothing to say to any of them like i don't want to talk to them i want to watch them like i'm at the zoo or something um and there's a lot of like gay guys that like like twitter gaze whoever yeah. pops into your mind like that's who was there exactly um and i'm like oh so no but i was watching you know taylor armstrong interacting with fans she seemed very nice she's yeah. like a very nice person she this um these three i've always really liked taylor like she's such a tragic figure obviously and i'm kind of glad that she gets this chance 10 years later to like reclaim her narrative or whatever and set the record straight and yeah no i'm glad her life has turned out to be at least somewhat stable and, yeah. and nice because you when you think about this the seasons she was on when her husband committed suicide and was physically abusive of her for years before yeah she was going through hell and like yeah. she was telling this story um to eva i think yeah about when her new like husband walks in the room, sometimes she just flinches because she thinks it's like her old husband that, used to be the shot. It her. was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Like, her saying 
that she did the show in the first place so cameras were around so he wouldn't like go crazy on her that it was just like and make it all kind of clicked into place i guess yeah i rewatched season two or like part of season two a few months ago yes yeah, so and did it's I. so much darker than like people even remember it. oh like, yeah every episode taylor's having like somewhere in between a mini and a maxi meltdown like constantly yeah it's like high grade panic attack most of the time and then you combine that with kim and it's mm-hmm. like i i mean it's it's shocking that like you could air something like that on television because there's no like levity really no no Besides, and in the in the Lisa. um in the new the ultimate girls trip one of the one of the episodes taylor i think confides to eva that she was like her husband ex-husband russell mm-hmm. told her that like he was afraid that he could like kill her yeah which is like so dark gave me the so chills dark. yeah and yeah i'm glad she's with a guy who just doesn't seem to be an asshole it was and, like <laughs> I don't know. The big shock of all three of the episodes that dropped yesterday for me was seeing Kennedy essentially all grown up. Like, Oh, she's 15 now. Yeah, it was crazy to see that. She looked like young Miranda Lambert, too, which really tickled me. Like, you can't take the Oklahoma out of Taylor Armstrong. Like, those jeans are too too strong. Uh, So where are you? Like... This is a pretty good cast, I think. But like historically, where have you been with these women? Like any faves out of these this bunch? Um, I mean, yeah, I love Vicky, and I love Jill Zarin. Eva seems like cool to hang out with. Wasn't so great on Atlanta. She seems to be doing fine on this show, though. She seems to be like somewhat a voice of reason, but also like doesn't take shit from because she's kind of starting to stick up for brandy and then brandy like turns on her and she's like yeah i'm not putting up with this shit phaedra you know really like her but you know what she did to Kay, ugh, oh, very no, nasty. It, i mean it, it's horrible i do have in my notes that like three separate points uh favorite parks all is forgiven which <laughs> i'm not the person yeah and i was like watching her like um, kind of do her own like step and repeat moment kind of again after everyone else did it and i was that's when i was like smoking the cigarette by myself in this corner just watching her with no one around i was like wearing that lace dress that was like crazy yeah she loves like a very sheer body con kind of moment like i was reading um my favorite bravo blog tamra tattles the other day which is like specifically an atlanta blog and apparently she was she just sat in the shoe section of some neiman marcus in suburban atlanta for two hours and just waited for fans to come up to her and like do a little meet and greets in the shoe section and like obviously people were there but i was like that is deranged but also like so charming i love Phaedra. (laughs) i do it makes me laugh like Vicky, I usually like to. I mean, she's like a screaming devil, but this has not been a good look for Vicky, I feel like. Yeah, it's taking her a while to adjust to being in the Berkshires and also with like Steve dumping her like the day before. It's Which just I like don't you're believe. getting. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she lies about her boyfriend's every detail of their yes. life, basically. Um, we know that to be historically true. Um, she said they haven't had sex in like 13 months, which I think that probably, I don't think you would just, unless it's longer and she's like making it shorter to seem. Yeah. She didn't, I think when she said it, I generally don't think she thought that was like that long. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa. Um, uh, I guess he's been living in Mexico at her house and like doesn't even want to hang out with her. I'm like, girl, like what the fuck? Yeah. That's and he had really that, like, bad. <laughs> he had that failed um, California governor campaign too. Like, oh yeah, it's I don't know. It's always been kind of weird over there. Like, I mean, she has piss poor taste in men. Like, she should never have divorced Don, who was like, oh, know, I know they're bad, very much like, like um, like Kurt Russell and uh, um, and Goldie Goldie Hawn. Yeah, yeah. wait, like, she's Kurt Russell, right? Yeah. Okay. Why do I think he was dead for a second? 
They haven't no, he's, just, he's just out of the oh yeah well, they are similar because like the hair and stuff too like I, right I yeah well they're actually not even like technically married which i think is also kind of cool no they've been in this like common law partnership for 35 years now like that yeah. I, it's great love it i saw on father's day kate hudson was like um happy father's day papa and it was kurt and i was like i think her biological dad is still alive but i don't know what the situation and no, there. she wasn't their kid. She, yeah, Kurt, Kate Hudson is Goldie Hawn's first husband's kid. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree, and then, Don and Vicky were great. Yeah. No, 100%. He was so, he wanted to whoop it up, you know? She yeah. just wasn't, she was too preoccupied with getting all her ducks in, in the row, in a row business wise. Yeah. And like filling up the love tank. Like she just, she, constantly gets in her own way and i do think she's munchausing herself or munchausening like however you say that like oh yeah for sure just like a science infection like goes to the hospital and they're like you're fine and like the end of episode three like it wasn't even a dramatic moment she like chokes on a pill has to get the heimlich and that's not even a main plot point that's the episode like no capper like a comedy yeah. moment like that's where we are with her right now like I will say her work looks really good. Like the her face is settled. I mean, it's not I good. Mean... Like compared to where it's been, <laughs> we've seen it take a few lefts. And That's I feel like true. She's, she's close to back where she started. I just, I mean, I, I say this with a a lot of respect for Vicky, but some people just have a face that you kind of can't like do much with. You know what I mean? It's like I, that's just your face. Yeah. Um, and it's start, I mean, since we've known her, well, a shocking figure from the episode that I was like really taken aback by was she was 42 on the first season of, mm -hmm. which for whatever reason, I thought she was like close to 50 and like, she's, she's like Ramona age now, essentially, which is, I guess not the case, but like, yeah, she started with weird work and it just got like, you know, you tweak weird work and it just never looks quite yeah it was really shocking seeing these women in person i will say yeah they're with like popsicle sticks and glue T taylor mm. <sighs> yeah i mean like i think the face is now filled up to match where the lips were 10 years ago yeah these like i was standing kind of at a table and these two women were like don't you think taylor's like work looks so amazing and i was like no, she should have never fucked with her face at all because she's probably perfect and like yeah. didn't need a goddamn thing. And now she just like you can kind of see like in the show and in, in real life her cheeks are like her cheekbone like they're so inflated and they kind of like move on their own. Yeah, and it's just like a little um, unsettling. She and she's always had really high cheekbones to like puff it out more. Yeah, it's like it's. And I say this with love because I like she's been through a lot, and I think she did say during the one of the episodes that she'd had some sort of a reconstructual reconstructive facial surgery done because of Russell. But like, well, she got her jaw dislocated. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Very bleak. Like, the the it's like facial prosthetics, though, almost like how kind of like jutting out they are. Someone who has not had this problem, though, is Tamra, who I think looks, like, un unreal good. She does look, she looks great in person, and, too. Yeah. And I'm loving her on this, too. Like, she's another one who I kind of have, like, she's very, like, Lisa Rinna-ish to me in that, like, some seasons I've loved her. Like, voice of reason, perfection, heaven on earth. And then other reasons I'm like, you need, it's, you're past your prime. Like, it's time to, like, get you off. I think that, like, it is true what the women say about her and Vicky together. Like, well, I mean, she does act differently when she's with Vicky, but also when yeah. the two of them are together, they have this weird, like, banter, this sort of, like, comedic language that I think is very uncomfortable and very unfun. They're kind of doing, like, blah, 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 blah. they're kind of, like, clucking around each other and not really talking to each other, but at each other. And they're, like, kind of laughing. It's it's very, it seems so tense to me, um, but they think they're being, like, very chummy. And it doesn't come across that way to me at all. There was a very, like, 
weirdly revealing moment in that I think it was episode one where Vicky and Tamara are outside just like waiting for dinner I think and Vicky comes over like sour 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 and is like Tamara button up your shirt but she said it's so like it was like dominant in a way that I was like whoa yeah. this is a weird energy <laughs> it's so weird they have a really weird relationship yeah Tamara and but Tamara's like such a bright light when Vicky's not around, but like Vicky's just like she's just not gonna whoop it up on this trip, and she hates Massachusetts, yeah, and she hates everyone there except Tamara, it seems like, and maybe Taylor. But I mean, I it. I mean, I would not want to be in her situation if I if I if what actually transpired is true. Like she got dumped after like six years and being engaged for two and a half, and yeah. suddenly you're in a part of the country you've never been to with women you hate, and like cameras are everywhere. You just probably start shutting down and like panicking. I don't think Vicky is even really can acknowledge her own anxiety and like dread. And so she like doesn't know when she's like, well, I'm breathing really shallow. I must have like a, I must have like a sinus infection. It's like, you're literally having a panic attack. Like I have these like yeah. every day, <laughs> like she, she pretty just, common. Like, she just doesn't know herself well enough to know how to actually help herself, which is why she's so quick to like call in all these like interventionary people to like, fix her do like these little quick fixes and stuff or like have Tamara just constantly hovering around like it's 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 not fun to watch and well, she can't like sit still with herself at all no the sound and bath she like left to go like write work emails and also did you notice this moment when like Tamara goes to like check on her she's like watching videos on her phone it's like a like a compilation of Joe Biden like slurring his words. They like crank the volume <laughs> up like so high. He's like <gasps> and they like made it really loud of like work. <laughs> the editors are being very funny with this group of women. Like I don't know whether they're just like just teasing them, but like Jill lying through her teeth about the lasagna being like hot and tasty or whatever. When like yeah. in confessional she was like, it's nothing it of the sort. It's like <laughs> someone so lied to her I, several thousand times, like, yeah. Jill's entrance was such a dud for me too because like I mean it was just a little too self-referential but I thought it was criminal like, like the sweatshirt like, that said surprise yeah yeah it was a little tough like I do think to be a housewife though like one of the mandatory like onboarding things that you should have to do is watch scary islands like it was crazy that half of those women didn't know what she was referencing a few of them are like who is that yeah. well to be i mean it's been a while like we haven't seen jill zarin in yeah 10 years again like i like that they're bringing back people like jill and taylor though who are like so integral to the early part of the bravo universe. yeah oh i saw jill zarin's daughter at the party too oh fun she's like yeah. out and about all the time like i think she's just like a gallery girl kind of figure yeah i don't know what she's up to i kind of I didn't really feel like following her journey very closely. She's never been the most compelling figure. Like, out of that family, like, Bobby was always my North Star. And now that he's gone, it's tough. I don't I don't know. Jill, does, Jill doesn't seem like she knows how to be on TV anymore, which is kind of a bummer. But I do, like, um, one dynamic I really I do think like she's just getting steamrolled by, like, everyone else oh, sorry i feel like my wi-fi is like so shitty right now and cutting out you're going like it's okay that uh, yeah it's totally fine okay um no i get what you're saying though like she definitely does not have like the substantial drinking problem that like a brandy does or well we haven't even talked about dorinda yet <laughs> oh my god we haven't even talked about dorinda i saw dorinda too yeah i basically saw all of them except for eva dorinda's confessional yeah. <laughs> look is so shocking to me like she looks like walter mercado with, with like the like hand jewels and the like the choker thing i i couldn't i couldn't believe it um who's walter mercado you know that um puerto rican oh yep like, i know you're talking about. like yes she's with the slick back hair and the purple i'm like you're you're doing cosplay her, here. her hair at the party i've never seen hair so hairsprayed in my life yeah well because i mean we've seen it 
get out of place many a time. Like, and he looks gets... cute though. She's always had like a really cute hairstyle, and they did yeah. that flashback where like Jill invited her to like a party, and she was kind of in the background. Oh yeah, like she you know, she looks same. great. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. I feel like somehow, like she got fired for her drinking. I feel like the drinking is worse than it was when she left. It's about the same. She at one point was so drunk. I think it was during the um. Was yeah, it the it was vaccine the, talk? Well, that was an instant classic. Like, <laughs> I mean, she she's so good at like whipping out these platitudes when she's drunk that are like not they're not far off from what they should be, but they're just far enough far off enough from like the actual saying that you're like, what are you trying to convey here? But at yeah. one point during the relay race, she called Taylor Tins, which was a really mm-hmm. I totally missed that. Yes. I had to read Tinsley really sets her off. That was yeah. like the, the finale of her last season. She's like, oh, you're going to talk to Tinsley, that fucking bitch. And everyone's like, whoa, like she didn't even like say she anything. She wasn't there. She yet. left yeah. after like <laughs> 10 gone. episodes. Like it, you're just punching. She is such a bully, I think. Like I love Dorinda. I think she should be like when they do Roni, like old school or whatever, like she has to be there. But like you can see her picking on Brandy too, and like hammering it in, and I, I don't know. It's just not. It's not fun at a certain point, but I like being a Bluestone Manor. I do too. I wish I could spend the summer in the Berkshires, but yeah, you know, I'm stuck in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, I do, yeah, I do like the scenery and, like, the setting. It is starting to feel very claustrophobic, though, after yeah. three episodes, which I watched in six, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, they do need to get out of here. And they went shopping that didn't even really... Well, because there's nothing to do up there. Like, it's all, like, you're there to be in the house, and you're there to, like, chill the out. And, like, you yeah. know. Yeah. There, um... I did laugh, though, when... Dorinda. So I'm gonna turn my video off for a second because, like, okay. you're completely yeah. frozen. I'm sorry. I'm gonna no, turn no, no, my all video good, off. All good. I can clean this up in post. Maybe. Okay. I hope that helps. Okay. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I literally did the speedtest.net thing where you can check your internet and it was like 160 megabytes per second. Okay. All that's meaningless to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. But I like. Okay. Well, it's helpful would, sometimes. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to try it. I guess. Like all I'm saying, I guess, is there's just not. It, it seems like there's <laughs> nothing to do except like be in the house. Like, I did laugh when um, Dorinda yelled through like the crystal shop door, like we're going to another store, and then Im- immediately went to a wine bar, a liquor like, store. Yeah. yeah, loved that. Oh, she is. But she, she didn't buy anything and she didn't drink anything. So I was like, okay. She bought bottles for the other women, I think. Oh, maybe she and did. And had like, I don't know what, I don't know. I, I just thought that was funny. Like she is very like single-minded about like what she wants. Um, What about Brandy? Because Brandy's been sort of like the main drama through these three episodes. And I feel like it's like variations on a theme. Like we're getting the same shit every episode it's because she's an insecure narcissistic straight up alcoholic like yeah she makes every single thing like as soon as she gets a few drinks in her which i mean she starts pretty early with the white wine yeah then every time they're sitting down together like she can't just like sit and like participate in a conversation she's like also kind of on this weird apology tour with a bunch of women so she'll like have a a side she's somewhat sober and like kind of rehashed, she'll just like blurt out like, oh, and so like Taylor, like, are we cool? Like, and Taylor's like, actually no, but like I don't even want to do this because yeah. we're you know we're gonna upset the whole um the whole scene, and she just doesn't know when to stop. She like makes every single conversation about her. It's really really incredibly difficult to watch, um, and she's like very like rude to people and like says like inflammatory things. I don't think it's like good reality television just because she's um provoking people needlessly i think it's um maniacal and uh, disturbing i i agree with most of that i think for whatever reason like i've always had a soft spot for her in spite of all of the above but like she's really testing my patience with it i think like that initial portrayal we saw of her in like season two 
of her getting like I, she was like actually like pretty like you know bullied quote unquote by like the other women that season because she and was like, like much younger and they kind of envied her youth and yeah, that was and, kind of it's that simple really and she was you know she just provoking like, them with like harsh words well yeah for them I mean, it's like a cultural thing too like not everyone would take her that seriously but these women but, you know do yeah i mean calling kim richards a meth head is also kind of like that it's like needless to do that but like i don't know it just there's something about her i've always wanted like the best for her but she's another person who just like cannot get out of her own way and like should not be drinking or like she keeps referring to like knocking over christmas trees and like driving her car into fences and like if you're doing that multiple times a year it's i think i think you need to like reevaluate your behavior yeah and when like her and tamra had that feud online and they tried to sort of reenact on like screen grabs and shit um yeah i was like okay this is normal or like typical behavior for like housewives but then they show a video of her her video podcast where she's like drinking rosé and starts bringing up how like Tamara's grandkids like don't talk to her and shit and it's like really way lower than she would ever need to go no and i'm like and then she's waiting for Tamara to apologize to her and i'm like what like do you even like remember saying this shit it's it's a way outsized reaction compared to like what the like insult would merit in response like i she just doesn't have any way to like manage her tone or her like severity and stuff and like and she, but she also just like does it to everyone too. Like I thought, the lesbian eyebrows thing was like funny. I kind of got what she was saying, but like at the same time, you can't just do that to like random waitstaff. Like that's like terroristic behavior. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, also like you know, Dorinda's treated you know people at restaurants pretty poorly too oh yeah like remember when she handed her fur coat to a black guy walking by her table and mm -hmm. he's like i don't work here and she's like oh fuck that was bad wasn't it yep. and he played off like oh it's fine i was like that is so incredibly fucked up yeah <laughs> he was wearing a vest like i think he took his suit off and he's wearing a vest and i'm like that is kind of weird to walk around but like i mean she wouldn't do it to a white guy obviously no she definitely wouldn't do it to a white guy like I mean, these women are are out of touch for them. Basically, everyone except Eva. Eva is such a breath of fresh air. Not a good housewife on Atlanta. The season she was on Atlanta, but like, I I'm such a deep America's Next Top Model fan. Like, I've always Me too. loved yeah. her, and she's she's so funny and sweet on this trip. Like, if there's like a protagonist, I feel like she's the protagonist in this season yeah i think so i mean i think no one's had an issue with like eva phaedra no one's really had a serious issue with jillia except that she like talks too much yeah like i mean jill just doesn't she jill is like very much not about like the drama this season which is like okay like why are you here then like you're around seven other locas like what's the like you need to like add something to the mix but i think i mean we still have like four more episodes i think too but i do i think like phaedra and eva and the atlanta franchise as a whole has always been really good about like they're very rude to each other and very shady like they've said at least i mean the phaedra against candy was like beyond the pale um right yeah but like Kenya and Shuri have said things to each other that I would not say to my worst enemy. And they still have maintained like a 10 year friendship somehow or like frenemyship. Like there's just a way that they do it on that show that like, even when they're, they make it seem like less serious than they mean it in, in a way that's very yeah, it's watchable a, television. It's a cultural thing. I mean, yeah. Atlanta's back. I mean, the last few seasons have like very much sucked for me, but Sheree being back and then her like eating chips and her saying like I'm snacking I'm, like, yeah. I love my special chips the sea salt and the thick cut it's like that is like <laughs> I love Sheree so much I'm so glad she's back I will watch her endlessly she's a top tier housewife like I yeah. really wish that um 
in future girls trip castings they get her on for something but i know have you seen um the cast for three um no is it hasn't been like officially i mean people have like kind of leaked it or something but it's, I haven't yeah heard it's not who's on it official hold on let me pull it up okay allegedly it is giselle and karen who I love. I'm from love Potomac. That. Yeah. I'm from Potomac originally. Like, I oh, are you really? So I think Potomac's so... a great series. So good. I went to high school with um, Karen's daughter, her musical daughter, and we all went to the same church. And she did a very inappropriate performance of uh, Selena Gomez song at our church talent show. And that's <laughs> wait, wait, what's what's, what's Selena? Uh, Come and get it. This is 2013. <laughs> acoustic, mind you. This was okay. Acoustic all right, acoustic. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Giselle and Karen, Erica, Lisa Rinna, Kim Richards, Heather Gay, Shannon Bedore, and Lisa Barlow. Okay. And they're going to Thailand. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. I like. I don't need to see Heather Gay on that trip. I'll be. No, Salt Lake's kind of a dud for me, but I love I love Lisa yeah. Marlow. It's had its moments. Honestly, without Mary Cosby, I just don't want to watch it. Mm-mm. Like she was the glue. I mean, just her her like confessionals are the funniest like comedy around right now. I think about year. her just like in Vale or Aspen, wherever they were, like just like chuckling to herself and saying, "Women, all that is like- the time." That is like peak Housewives. Every series sort of just ended after that moment because she just like encapsulated the entire show. She walks past like a stupid fight and she goes, "Wait a minute," and then leaves the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's something like unspeakably dark going on over there, but like she, she was just so like effortlessly iconic. Yeah, that there it just creates a void when you leave. Like no one they're gonna cast is gonna fill that. Um, and they're testing out, I think, four new women too, which is like I think too many for um Oh. Like I that just like that to me as a viewer who like produces in my mind, like they don't know what direction to go in and they're just like throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. Like Dallas did that a lot too, and like we saw what happened at Dallas. Right, yeah. But I think the rest of that cast sounds pretty good. I, I would give anything to have Kim Richards back on TV. Me too, but I'm also kind of like genuinely concerned about her well-being, and I don't know if it's like a safe environment for someone who like struggles with sobriety like so deeply. Yeah, she's also and... gone like pretty radio silent over the past year. Beyond like she got spotted at um, Paris's wedding, looking fantastic, but like she's not really been like out and about doing stuff otherwise, mm-hmm. which is kind of a red flag. Well, she kind of lived like far away. Yeah, like Thousand Oaks is. God, I I lived in LA for four years. Like it's it's twenty miles outside of the city, basically. It's yeah, pretty that's... far, and yeah. I mean that's that's like an hour and a half, like from where Kyle lives, almost in traffic. Like she's like on mm-hmm. an island, Kim Richards Island. But I don't know. Do you have any like other thoughts about? girls trip through or two while we're here let me look through my notes oh um people taking naps is, they just have like nap time every afternoon because they just like drink so early yeah. and they can't and i i get that like if you're on vacation you know you can day drink but you do have to like have a siesta but yeah, I, just, like I don't or whatever <laughs> i don't remember that being a part of like ultimate girls one i don't remember them taking nap every day like it's very strange actually no so i only watch a few episodes of girls trip one just because like it came out at a very busy time and just like didn't get to everything but that show seemed a lot lighter on its feet than this one does i'm liking oh, this totally. a lot like this is like <clears throat> perfect drama like it's not it's not it's like a little lumpy and like i genuinely don't need to see vicky on my tv like this but like i love I'm loving these three episodes so far, but like the other one didn't seem as, um, I don't know, not enough conflict. I don't remember very much from that first season, like at all, really. Yeah. I mean, Ramona and Kenya and like, 
you know, I remember Mona like mistaking. She kept calling Kenya Porsche, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, mean, I knew that. I mean, just I knew she yeah. had to do something. You know? She like she just can't help herself. Like, she can't. I know. I'm ready for her to go out to pasture. Like I, I'm not. <laughs> Never. Her Mona's my favorite. Her contributions to like the reality TV arts will never be taken away from her. Like she is a God tier all-time housewife. I just feel like she's like too out of it now. Like if they're going to do the old school reboot, Lou, I think is the most important one. She's the glue that gets everything together. And then you throw in Sonia, Dorinda. I would do Jill again too. And like Kelly, Kelly, I would like Kelly to come back. Bethany, I think yeah, Sonia's the glue. She's the uh, the straw that stirs the drink. She, the straw that stirs the drink. I just like I'm really excited to see the Sonia Lou. Um, what is is it like house flipping? What are they doing? No, they're like doing like a simple life thing. But that to me like oh. didn't go real. Like they're like in talks with production. Everyone was acting like it's definitely gonna happen. They're gonna film it. I'm like I don't even think. I, I want to see I that. I heard from a friend in like at whatever close to NBC Universal um, that that is happening. Okay. I think it's going to be like a six episode, a little short thing, like like Porsche's show. Yeah, I only like watched candy, like one obviously. episode of that. Yeah, I don't need to. I like the spinoffs have never been like a very um, integral part of my like Bravo viewership. Like I've never watched. I never watched Tardy for the party or like any uh, Bethany ever after even. I never was on beyond clips. Like I've never really seen that. Um, uh-huh. Um, I thought both um, Dorinda and Taylor's lasagnas looked bad. Yes. I thought Taylor's was oversauced. Dorinda's undersauced, but the cheese looked good. Nice bake on it. Yeah. I like, I do identify very deeply with Jill Zarin in that I will absolutely lie to any cook's face and be like, it's delicious. And then immediately in a confessional be like, no shit. But um, yeah, no one really liked either of their um, lasagnas. Like I do think like um, Brandy definitely knows how to cook though. Like I clocked that she put a sheet pan on the bottom of the oven so things didn't spill over. And I was like, that is something a real home cook does do. Yeah, well, like, considering she was probably blackout drunk. It's amazing that she remembered how to I do know, that. I know it's a miracle her oven hasn't blown up at all. But like it's it was very um I mean, yeah, lemon in a lasagna does not speak to me and my taste personally. Um, yeah, she's like, you need an acid. I'm like, tomato's like the most acidic, like, vegetable or fruit. Yeah. It's like, if you're doing wine and lemon, like, you're having, like, a sour patch kid lasagna. Yeah. Uh, Dorinda's ongoing seduction of Phaedra Parks. Very odd oh, to me as well. Feeding the lobster, I was like, oh. Hmm. Dorinda's ready to get down this trip in general. Like, for as, like, structured and itinerary as she's set up for these women like she's like going to be blackout for all of it which is kind of oh insane she's starting in like a lot of different ways yeah yeah i've always had a i've never really had a handle on what exactly she is partaking in to get to that point but like her like in the middle of the covid rant pouring herself what appear to be like four fingers of gin and then like lime juice straight from the squeezy bottle was like shocking oh i missed that yeah normally i like see these details i was letting it wash over because i did feel claustrophobic and like by the end like first episode i was like great love it by the third i was like can we wrap this up like i mean two episodes would have been fine three was like a little over yeah for me. and i think that's just a problem with like um a lot of like streaming services these days like i do you watch legendary on hbo yes i've i just watched like the entire last season in like one day yeah well that's the thing like i was watching it week to week but they were dropping three two four episodes a week like the whole rollout oh. was a three-week process and it's just too much at once like not to like 
toot RuPaul's horn, but it's kind of nice that Drag Race only does the weekly episode for the most part, just because it like it 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 feels like enough. Like I don't need to be watching two hours of new Drag Race at a time in the same way that I don't need to be watching like three hours of the same women over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, and like one half just kind of yeah. I don't going know. in circles. I'm not going to complain about it. Like, this is a very inspired idea for a TV show. Like, I have not been thrilled with most of the, like, the mainline Bravo offerings recently beyond Potomac being good, last season of Beverly Hills. Um, Jer- I always like Jersey, actually. Like, recent Jersey, I really like. Kind of mid, but it's okay. I like, um, I just, I, I've... I love Jennifer Aiden. Uh-huh. And it's been nice to see her like ascend into the top tier, I think. I think she's there right now. I don't think she's there, but I do think it's nice to see her kind of taken down a notch and how she dealt with it. Yeah. Because I don't think she ever wanted her real life to no, get that out was there. So or when raw. she actually, you know what? I take that back because she was. Also, it seems kind of warped, though. She would, like, use her, like, gay brother and, like, her mom and dad's relationship and, like, yeah. put on the show. And I'm like, you're just doing this because you don't want to, like, reveal anything about yourself. And you think that's how you're... It's not vulnerable to, like, expose your family, like, extended family's, like, life and not your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's part it, of it, but it's not... Uh, something was a little off for me. It's very Ashley Darby-ish in that, like, you're going to use these storylines about, like, reconnecting with your your long-lost family or, like, dealing with family trauma and your extended family to, like, cover up what's going on at home. That your husband's, like, cheating on you with, like, men and women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, a sex pest. Like, I, he I hope... Really he really is. He, he, like, when I think of, like, sex pests, like, that's what I... Like, his face, I'm like, that's... That's what they look like usually. <laughs> I do. I really do love for her that she like saw the like the ink dryer on the prenup. Waited two days after it expired and was like, "I'm out of here." Like this. Yep. Is, we're here. Good timing mm-hmm. on her part. Like very craven, but like. Hey, I don't blame her head. at all. Yeah, I don't blame. He her like embarrassed her like publicly so many times, and she like stood up for him when she really didn't have to, and like sacrificed a lot of friendships. And uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm okay with what she's how she's dealt with things. One of my favorite scenes in Housewives history is her getting the call about the, like the initial round of allegations in Party City, and she's with Katie Rost and like one of Katie Rost's like signature Dieter Ritz wigs, and uh-huh. they're just dealing. She's like she has like a smile on her face the whole time, like on the phone. I'm like, oh my god, like it. This is, it's this is real and raw right here. Like this mm-hmm. is like what we come to watch. Yeah, I'm very excited. <gasps> for Tony I'm Man. acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I think we got to move on to our final, the final little segment here. So this okay, is. Can a we pit- pause for one second? Yeah. Okay, I'm back. All right, we are back, and we're gonna play our final segment so we're gonna do tear the community apart the rules are very simple i've picked two songs and you're going to tell me which one is better oh great easy um okay so the two songs i've picked today are both 2008 hits by two of the biggest if not the two biggest pop stars of the 80s and 90s both of them are produced by the like Timbaland extended producer universe. Which song is better? Feedback by Janet Jackson or Four Minutes by Madonna? I don't know what either of those sound like. Oh my God. <laughs> you should have sent them to me. I have no idea. Um... Yeah, I usually do this random like spring it on the guest. You can guess too. Or we could, or like, which one out of these two is like historically your fave? I like literally don't know what either sound like. Wow. Oh no no. I mean like which artist? Say them again. Janet Jackson and Madonna. Yeah. Oh god. This is tough because I really love both. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. I would say I listen to Madonna songs more, but I really do think even like Janet Jackson's like monumentously popular. But I don't think she's popular enough. 
in a way too. Um, well, she's back got... versus four minutes. Um, I like literally don't. I've like heard these names, but I can't even. Four minutes is the one with Justin Timberlake. I don't remember that. Is the song four minutes long? It's four minutes and one second. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Truth that's a start. Um... <laughs> I will say that song is mostly filler. It's like a minute and a half of ad libs. But okay, I'm gonna pull them up really quick. Yes, no, no, go for it, go for it. Okay. This is not the first time. Yep, yep, yep. Four minutes. Okay, so this was on. Okay. Hard candy. Yep. Our darker era. Okay, so I'm going to check out Feedback by Janet Jackson, mm -hmm. right? Yes. The speakers on my laptop are completely blown out, so this is kind of tough. Oh, it's all good. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Feedback by Janet Jackson. Although both don't sound like super great to me. They're kind of a little irritating. Yeah, I mean, that that style was very, like, brazen. Like, because I think it was a lot of a lot of those, like, R&B producers listen to, like, Peaches and Fisher Spooner. And they were like, let's make this pop. So it's all this kind of, like, electro-clashy, like, sandpaper beats. Uh huh. I mean, Timbaland's my favorite producer ever. Yeah. Well, that I mean, like he was in his like pop imperial phase, like then with like all the Justin Timberlake stuff, like Nelly Furtado. Right. I mean, like 2006 to 2008 was a pretty good time to be Timbaland. I mean, the music him and Missy Elliott made together, like, is beyond uh, comparison outrageous. to anything else that's ever been made. Yeah. It still sounds. It was made like, like literally. 20 years ago and it still sounds like another 20 years yeah. ahead of, like, it's, of it, the curve right now and i was so glad last year when they dropped all those Aaliyah albums on streaming too like the stuff she did with him around that same time is just, like yeah. yeah same thing like it's it's still sounds so cool and cutting edge even to this day like i don't know i kind of i would much rather have like a revival of that kind of sound than like the pop punk Olivia Rodrigo y shit that we're getting right now. Like, is that, I mean, it's hard for me to know actually what's happening with like the youth. Like, is that happening? Like, is hyper pop, also, what is hyper pop? It's okay, just like well, that's, that's, two minute, it's just like two minute songs that like are immediately outdated the second they're released. We have been trying to figure that out on this podcast for a year and a half now. Like, in our I think I just closer. did. It's just, that's. I think you did. You kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like, some of it's really good ish. Like, I don't know. I mean, people. Charlie XCX is a pretty divisive figure around these parts, but I I don't mind her stuff. But like, I don't know. A lot of these like. It is 15-year-old rappers from, like, Backwoods, North Carolina, or, like, wherever the fuck, who are just, like, making stuff in their bedroom, and that's who's getting signed to, like, major labels right now. And none of it's Oh, I didn't know any of that. Hit. Yeah. I worked in music business for four years before where I am now, and it is a bleak state of affairs in terms of, like, who's getting signed and, like, oh, sure. ugh, what's going on. Charlie's fine. I used to listen to her music on purpose. Now I don't ever bother. I'm just kind of like, I think it's fine. She's just, I, I like, I do really like her a lot. Like, I mean, I saw her live a month ago, but like, she, she is kind of annoying sometimes. Like, there's a corniness to all of it. Like, especially this, like, like, I just think pretending to be like a fake sellout is. Like why? Uh, there's just no need to like add like artifice to being a pop star. Like that's already a pretty like quote unquote like artificial thing to be. But I don't know. 
I think the song it's, Baby is good, and I yes. want to see her just kind of focus on actually making good music instead of kind of being this figure where she thinks she has to act certain ways. I don't think her music has evolved as much as it really could have, like, lyrically and, like, emotionally. I'm, like, kind of, like, you know, I don't think that she's grown up with her. I mean... Uh, yeah, I, I get what you're sense. saying. Like, she it really focuses on, like, the look and the sounds more than the substance kind of right that's what i was kind of getting at yeah. yeah who's your number one if you had to like pick a number one number one i think mariah carey yeah i mean there's literally no one i mean her music there's a lot of artists i love but gun to my head i think mariah carey is like the most talented artist that our generation's like seen besides Aaliyah, missy elliott lana del rey madonna Lee, Gaga. the list can go on and on but the yeah. songwriting, just how actually so straight up weird Mariah Carey actually is, and how you know she has this you know glamorous diva personality that people kind of can't get past. But she was just inducted into the National Songwriting Hall of Fame, yeah. which is long overdue. And I'm just like, I listened to her um, her memoir, like the book on tape. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've read. Have you heard it? Or uh, read no, I've just read. I've read snippets, but I haven't dived into the full thing yet. It really, I mean, it should be like a fucking like eight book anthology. Yeah. But just like her artistry is like immeasurable and incomparable. And I just think she's so fucking weird and so good. And no one can like be so stylish and like cool at the same time as being like genuinely kind of strange. People don't think of her music as like strange. I think it's like a very mainstream thing. But like her lyrics, the song structures, like what she's saying yeah. is like totally fucking wacky. I mean, not to like equate being a good lyricist with using like big sat words or whatever but like no, the way no, that yeah. mariah has like diversified the vocabulary of her songs but also made it made make sense is like no one else's has ever really managed to do that like they're in that fact that she does it all herself is just that and that is a cut above I, I see the same kind of level of, like, connection with, like, God that, like, Whitney Houston had. Where there's a sort of divine, like, she's connected to something and can, like, kind of communicate these, like, beautiful and, like, grand musical gestures without a lot of compromise. And it's just amazing. Yeah. She's so good. My favorite low-key album that no one really talks about is Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. Yeah. Give that a spin, listeners, if you haven't heard that in a while or ever. It's fantastic, it's and off of that, I would also recommend watching the uh, music video for Up Out My Face featuring Nicki Minaj off of that album. Like, it was, it's just a oh. snapshot in time. Like, it is, it's the most dated music video, but, like, if you're looking for, like, a snapshot of, like, Terry Richardson 2009 music video, like, look no further it's perfect yeah i always forget that they like feuded for a very long time very long time <laughs> but they recorded like one truly perfect song together like i love that album i liked caution a lot too like i think mm -hmm. that got slept on a little bit too much like she's still making really good music too well, it's not like caution actually got a lot of like critical acclaim from like pitchfork and like you know yeah people were like oh finally she's like entering like it was like maybe a little more palatable because it wasn't it was like yeah. smoother and not so faggy quite frankly and so people were like oh wow like she's finally you know evolving for the times I'm like no you're just a straight guy yeah like just because blood orange is on something does yeah not just because dev Hines made another fucking like <laughs> vacant boring song sorry but yeah i mean it's i it is really good and like people like yes critical acclaim is one thing but like i feel like that deserves to be like considered in her great works almost it's i think it's like a top five mariah album for me yeah it's good i like mm -hmm. it okay, well i think we have to wrap up but dan thank you so much for being here today thank um, you for having me yeah where can people find you on social media um uh twitter instagram um dan underscore allegretto and oh wait listen to my patreon please subscribe mm -hmm. i need some money it's a uh, dial underscore dan i have a podcast dial dan and buy some hats some prints at my web show um you know again thanks for having me yeah no problem i truly cannot recommend uh your podcast enough to other listeners um and just, I have to give you kudos to, like, you are the only person who makes listenable 
solo episodes of a podcast. Who else is even doing solo episodes? Uh, there are a bunch. Like, I don't know. I mean, Besides, like Tim Dillon, I have no idea. Like honestly. Mark Maron and like all. I like. Oh. I don't listen. To, I can, won't listen to that shit. But like, he really I've came tried... that way. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna come for the king. I guess. But I'm the Mark Maron of Greenpoint. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've done like solo episodes, like here and there, just to like do like mini bonus stuff and like i can't talk for more than 15 minutes at a time without just like losing every brain cell i have it is like that you are able to do it in a way that is entertaining and funny and like coherent is like truly very impressive and fun to listen to so thank you very much i will just say i did used to just do like 15 minute segments and stitch them together so you got to start small and kind of work your way up to so don't give up on solo episodes yet, you know? I, I didn't just... Yeah. I was not born this way. <laughs> <laughs> you were not born this way. Um, all right. And on that note, uh, until next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Is it summertime already? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it seems like a great time to give a gay man some money. You may not know this, but Crisis Twink has a listener support option. If you go to the show notes and click the link, you may be presented with the opportunity to donate a small monthly fee to help support operating costs. It can be as little or as astronomical as you want, but any amount is appreciated. If I could give you a smooch, I would, but I can't. So enjoy these dulcet tones instead, uh, dulcet tones that many have described as akin to a very warm hug. So please donate if you'd like.